1: Alright folks, welcome back to the latest Mountain Westwire football podcast. That's right. We're still we're still doing football over at MWR.com. And the podcast here. Uh Jeremy here. Matt, you're back from your uh, adventures during Christmas break. Welcome.
0: <laughs> I'm always glad to be here.
1: Uh what we're gonna do here this show because we still have kind of a bull roundup type deal. I did a couple recaps, which hopefully you listened to. If you didn't, well we'll do it again here almost. It's more about the quick hit version, right? We're not going to go through each game, like, spending 20 hours on this. We're just going to do a, exactly Go through quick games. Get your thoughts on the games. Go through our projected – air quotes here, Matt – projected all-bowl team just because it's always fun to predict the future. And then we got some weird news out of San Diego we'll get to it at the end because the silly season is beyond silly if this is true, right? Well,
0: I mean, between that kind of news and uh, Matt Rule bailing on Baylor for uh, Carolina –
1: Right. Yes. The Carolina Panthers.
0: So the uh, the carousel still churning at least a, a little bit.
1: Yeah. Ram, New Mexico is supposed to make some hires. We Maybe we'll touch that at the end. There's a little bit. As I just pop. As I said, something will pop into my mind. Lobo's going to make their hire soon. The Rams made some hires, which shocker. One guy is on Urban Meyer staff somewhere and Steve Adagio at some point. So in Fresno State as well. That's right. Oh yeah, first of all, I didn't see their hire. Their, besides the head coach, obviously, but we'll get to all that later. We'll do a quick run through. But let's get to the bowl stuff here. We'll go back in reverse chronological order. So if you heard these games, well, you're hearing them again, second time, sort of. We're not going to go through the whole game. Maybe touch on a couple key plays I thought interesting, or you did. But we're going through our, our bowl, our bowl stuff. Our excuse me, our all bowl stuff. Oh, Utah State. Dallas Mike Sanford. We'll get to that right now. How's that for a good jump up job for Mike Sanford Jr. going from Utah State OC to to Minnesota Cooc? After getting slacked in the uh, ball game, fifty-one forty-one to Kent State.
0: Well, okay. So here's the thing: it, a lot of it, I think, depends on how you want to frame things. Because uh, you could make an argument that Utah State didn't lose that game because of the
1: offense. No, it's true. Their defense gave up what well, fifty-one points. Just without looking, I'm going to guess the most Gary Anderson has ever given up. I would say, even in his early Utah State days. I mean, regardless, um, it was it was kind of a lot.
0: So I mean, you can't really pin it on him. You know, the regression, at least on the stat sheet that you saw from Jordan Love, you can't really pin it on him. He did fine. You know, I mean, other than the interceptions, you know, Jordan Love, and we've talked about this in podcast past, you know, he still flashed a lot of the same tools that we had come to expect from him. And considering how much skill position talent they had to face, you know, the fact that they were able to coax maybe the best Receiving effort by Aggies receiver this decade out of CIOC Mariner for one year grad transfer yeah <laughs> yeah and you know bringing up up and coming talent like the you know they Henry Columbia didn't look overwhelmed when he had to have some playing time you know guys like Devin Tompkins flashed so I don't necessarily I mean maybe it wasn't a perfect hire in the same way that a lot of Aggies fans and I think you and I might have expected but there wasn't that much regression. And so I guess I don't have a problem with him getting that kind of job. I'm sure there's a lot of Baggies fans that would disagree with that sentiment though.
1: It's he went to he coached in Dame, Western Kentucky, but I think it's time to get moving. It's good moving with Jordan Love leaving town, right? Yeah, I would say though. Yeah. I'd say like maybe he built something that kind of stinks. He comes back for a year because that was a pretty good hire. Like he was with uh wasn't he at his he Boise state, wasn't he at Stanford for a minute too, I believe? Uh, well, he was at Western Kentucky before he came to I know head coach, coach, I mean, yeah. years before. But it's like, we'll see at Utah State hires. But like, they, well, you're right, that wasn't why they lost the game. They gave up 25 points in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. To I mean, it
0: was, it was always going to be hard to replicate 2018's performance. Oh, definitely. But, but you know, the fa- I think the fact that they still finished middle of the pack despite all the headaches is not necessarily a bad thing. Especially when you consider they have a lot of talent coming back next year, aside from Jordan Love. Uh, for the new, whoever they hire to work with. And so I think that, you know, Utah State maybe didn't have the 2019 they expected to have, but I think they could still feel relatively optimistic
1: going into 2020. Yeah, we'll get to all that like next week or two. We'll do maybe go back and look at our projections, see how bad or good we did in some cases. But I kind of thought they'd be a touch better. But in this game specifically, kind of like if we're picking guys, well, first off, can they tackle Justin Crum ever? Oh, Mackerel. Jeez, he had like four hundred total yards quarterback, three touchdowns. That was an issue. But Matt, if we're picking a couple of guys to maybe submit for our all bowl team, who would you kinda of go for Utah state here?
0: I mean, I think that uh you know, like I mentioned Devin Tompkins a minute ago, the fact that he kind of came out and looked very promising. Um sorry, I'm trying to pull up the statue right here.
1: <laughs> the uh and- wide receiver four for fifty one and T D.
0: Yeah, Nick Henninger had a couple of sacks to keep Utah State in the game. So, I mean, I think that there were some fine individual performances. They just maybe didn't get the result overall that they expected.
1: With knowing the other bowl performances, would you nominate Jordan Love at all?
0: He certainly looked a lot closer overall to, I think, the quarterback we expected him to be all season long.
1: That wasn't the question.
0: 30 of 39, three touchdowns, 317 yards. Yeah, I think I'd definitely put him in the conversation.
1: Okay. Maybe so he's a but,
0: but I think that quarterback spot is reserved for someone else. We'll get to in a minute. There
1: are two guys it's reserved for. I think possibly. Um, okay. I go with obviously Sochi Mariner very mm-hmm. easy what he did. Uh, I look at Nick Henniger for all the sacks he had. I guess go to Donna McEmbry couple field goals mm-hmm. pretty well. He he missed none. Also maybe I guess for the sheer volume Troy Le- Leftfield Jr. was all over the place with 14 tackles. Yeah, um, that's probably about it. I'd guess like maybe. Maybe a running back, but I think there's other running backs that better. Like Gerald Bright, which is good to see, he came in and played extremely well because Jalen Warren still did nothing. But Gerald Bright, he will be back next year, I believe, right? One of those two is gone. I forget which one. It's uh, Let me double-check here. Uh, no, it'll be Jalen Warren back. But Gerald Bright, maybe, but I think there's other running backs that did better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I guess I will go with those three guys. Now, I'm keeping the list here, Matt. I'm typing as we go just so... I won't have to come back and re- make my own list at the NSA. It's just me who did this. But, That's a uh, good call. That's that a very good call. That's what I need to learn how to take notes sometimes. <laughs> but, okay, so when we go to the uh, – let's go to the next game here. That's fine. They are 7-5. We'll, we'll do our bigger season recap later, like I said before. Next game, it's the uh, – where was the San Diego State team all year? About 48-11 over Central Michigan. This is the team we wanted all year, right? This was the best possible version of the Aztecs. Yeah. And I think that – you know, even
0: though they're going to be missing a couple of key pieces, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at the rest of the Mountain West right now, you you've yikes, you know what I mean?
1: They won 10 games and nobody talks about them at all.
0: Well, it's because they won 10 games in like the blandest way possible until blowing out Central Michigan the way that they did because it's not like the Chippewas were a pushover. I think we all expected it to be a very hotly contested game one way or the other. But, you know, the guys up front, we, we I feel like we've talked about in a lot of preview podcasts, you know, Cam Thomas, you know, and those guys up front, they balled out. <laughs> and, you know, the fact that the secondary came up with another three interceptions is, you know, kind of a testament to what this program has been. Basically, for like the what the last five six years now,
1: at least, yeah. And we'll talk about the Rocky Long stuff at the end because that deserves its own conversation longer than this, so we don't get people bored about it. But the uh, biggest
0: difference is that you know, one, they were able to establish the running game in a way that they really yeah. hadn't all season Finally. long. Jordan Bird, if cool. he's if he's running back one going into fall or spring, I guess I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked after that kind well, of. Well, who else would it, it be?
1: It, There's no because Chase it wasn't just.
0: It could be – I mean, because Chase Jasmine had you know a fairly decent yeah. performance, 10 yeah. for 51 and a touchdown. Yeah. But it wasn't just that it was like one big play and then a whole lot of nothing. Like if you take out the 56-yard run that Bird had, he still averaged five yards a carry on his other 16 carries. Mm-hmm. That is what we were accustomed to seeing in years past. And if they can get back to doing that more consistently next fall – considering they also have nearly everybody coming back at wide receiver, including someone like Jesse Matthews, who had 111 yards and two
1: touchdowns, his first two touchdowns of the season. Side note, where's number 45 and a wide receiver?
0: (laughs) Only at San Diego State, right? (laughs) Is he
1: masquerading as a fullback?
0: (laughs) But, you know, it makes me think about what I thought this team would be this year. I I thought that the, the offense would limit what the defense was able to do. But in this case... Everything came together against a really good opponent. And so, you know, if they can do that more often next year, you know, they've played with fire in the last couple of seasons, just having to win or lose games by one score. If they can have more convincing victories, they can finally get to that, you know, they could be in the New Year's Six conversation, I think.
1: That is their next step, right? Also, it should be noted, like, we look at the defense. Yes, they got the three, they picked off the QB three times. But also, like they didn't give up outside of what two the two sixty yard plays, to one running play. That's the only running play they had all game essentially. Mm-hmm. If you remove that, they had like literally nothing. Like even with that sixty six yarder, they they actually had um no sorry one twelve whatever sack yardage would be because they got to dominantly dormity as well. But like they were getting the longest run after that was six yards. Yeah. So they gave up the one big play, and then I guess I'll say one really big pass play, the sixty one yarder, then a couple other twenty thirty yarders So. Only a handful of plays that were downfield. Everything else was just stuffed. And like if the, like I said before, even Ryan Agnew, he had an above average game, three touchdowns, nearly three injuries. For I don't I hate qualifying for an Aztec quarterback, but this is kind of what they'd want to be, like a slightly above average. Like completion percentage was just was good enough, eighteen and thirty one. Had the one pick, three TDs. Like if your stat line was somewhere in this range for Agnew. And then you also have the running game and the defense. I said it for years. If they get above average passing game, just be fifth in the Mountain West or fourth, they would dominate the conference. Like they would be beating everybody with that, not much trouble because defense shuts everybody down. They're, they can't stop the running game if it's only whoever's running the ball. If the quarterback can make plays, you can't. Ju- defense can't just hone in on one thing when they know their quarterback isn't great. If like if again if he's above average. This team, like they have a new quarterback next year, probably the USC transfer coming in, but I said it forever. If, not that they'll beat teams by 40, 40 points or 37 points in this case, but if they have a quarterback that's number fourth in the conference and can throw for, give me 250 and two TDs a game, just about, like, if you ever ask a quarterback that completes maybe 30 touchdowns, that'd be amazing. Even 25 touchdowns would be good, two a game. Is that too much to ask for? I think they'd
0: build a statue of the quarterback who threw for 20, 30 touchdowns at San Diego State.
1: I, I should look up what they're... Not Ryan Lindley, yours, but like honestly like t- is twenty four touchdowns too much to ask for Aztec quarterback? I don't think so. Like if you're sitting at twenty four, let me take a quick look what that would be in the Mountain West this year. Maybe I'm shooting too high. Okay, that would be second. Like give me um one and a half a game. So that's what, eighteen touchdowns? Yeah, I think so. Give me eighteen touchdowns, because when we look at Agnew, he ended up with fourteen. So you give me a couple more touchdowns, like two two thirty a game, like that's and they still don't turn the ball over, they would be really, really good. Like, they already are really good, but I mean, like you mentioned, next level into your sixth level, they would be there if they had a quarterback that's uh, above average, I would say, because Agnew played yeah. pretty well this game. Yeah, the last time they had 25 touchdowns this team in
0: the season was uh, 2010.
1: Right? Ryan Lindley slinging the ball? Yeah, I, I believe I so. Think. Okay. So maybe 25 was a bit high, but give me one and a half a game. So if we look at our nomination to obviously Jordan Bird, right? Mm-hmm. I put in defense. Defense interesting. They had the three picks, but it went to a lot of different people. I would go with the uh, confine it to Zeno as one of those guys. I'd probably oh, definitely definitely yeah. for yeah. Three t- only three tackles. We also had a sack as half a sack, a couple TFLs pass breakup and a pick like defense. I don't know anybody else. I put on there really just because it was so spread out everywhere because mm-hmm. everybody was so good. Right.
0: I mean, you could just free up a spot for Tariq Thompson and Luke Barku. The other two guys had the interception.
1: Maybe Darren Hall as well. He did pretty well. Oh, yeah. I guess Darren Hall hit the TD. So that should count for a lot. Right. Defensive yeah. touchdown? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll make, I'll make my list here. What's the next game? And I'll, I'll type in what we got here, but you go continue for our next game, which is uh, Boise State, right? Sadly, we got to talk about the Vegas Bowl, yeah. Sadly. Hey, let me ask you this. Was this the worst performance than when you were alive in person in USC Fresno Vegas game? Um. Yes, it was. This one was worse or your your game was no, worse. No, I mean
0: at, at least we scored double digit points against USC. Okay.
1: Wasn't it USC game like you're down twenty one oh like right away or something? Like it a pick six went, Derek. we Carr. were never
0: particularly close, but it wasn't as rough as this.
1: So let me ask you this in this game because I talked about myself. This is the most one of the more interesting bowl games. Brian Harson won none of the second guessing about him calling plays or quarterback. What was your thought about them rolling with, Jaylen, uh, rolling, me, rolling with Hank Bachmeyer without having played for like six weeks?
0: I mean, if you subscribe to the philosophy that you don't lose your starting job because of injury, then it makes sense that they would go back to Bachmeyer because they knew that he was going to be 100% healthy with two weeks to recover after the championship game. But at the same time, if you subscribe to the hot hand philosophy, then there really wasn't a reason not to move away from Jalen Henderson. And then the fact that he came in and let a touchdown drive right away kind of <laughs> makes you like it, you can't help but second guess a little bit. Like I don't, I guess I don't have a problem with it. It was just one of those decisions that, given the way the game played out, it just didn't work.
1: Let me ask you this: Because Brian Harson said specifically, Bachemeyer has been healthy for weeks. Knowing that information, why was he not playing at all? Like versus, like I, I maintained forever that New Mexico game. He was likely more healthy than Chase Cord because they both dressed and they had Jalen Henderson. Mm-hmm. Why? If he's okay, here's my point. Like, I get your point. If you're the hot hand, I can't see both sides, but my main issue is that Bachmeyer's been healthy for weeks, according to Brian Harson. And then you stick him in against probably, arguably the toughest, almost one of the top three opponents you faced all year after not playing since that San Jose State game. If he was healthy before, why was he not playing even intermittently? If you wanted just to see how he was, I've maintained that before we even knew he's been healthy. Like the New Mexico game, if he's healthy, he should be out there for a little bit to play. If he was healthy, shouldn't he have been playing at some point instead of storing him into the one game after not playing for six weeks? If he's ready, if he's been ready to go,
0: I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. Just because you don't necessarily want to be wishy-washy at the most important position, like if you want to, if you have a guy that you're comfortable with. Like, you want to be able to stick with that guy until you come to a juncture where you can make that kind of decision. Where, you know, again, you had two weeks between the championship game and this bowl game to really see how both guys performed. And if the plan all along was to go back to Bachmeyer anyway at some point, I don't that, necessarily have.
1: But that's the it. point. If you knew he's going to play and be ready to play and he's been ready to play, why are you holding him out if he's healthy? That's my point. Like, if you know he's going to play against Washington stick him in some game before at least like again the hawaii not hawaii but the hawaii game was was a final score 31 10. like there's points utah state they're they win 56 21. why was he not playing utah state because he was healthy for that game Mm -hmm. that's my point like i get like jalen henderson doing amazing things winning and playing bach they're both undefeated starters until that final game like they're 7 0 5 0 starters like when they play the game this year or seven. No, I, get, four, I get what no. you're saying. But that's my point, but also my bigger point is Brian should getting all pissed when asked about it. It's like that's a legitimate question to ask. Like if he's been healthy, why was he not played at all before? And his answer was a non-answer. He's like, I don't have to tell you that. It's my decision. I'm like, well then make better decisions. And if you need to, you you need to back up your decision when it doesn't go well. You can't just be glowing about it when it goes well. But when something doesn't go well, to give, well it's my decision. That's it.
0: I mean, I don't. I, I kind of look at it as being similar to when a team is really aggressive on fourth downs
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know just because it doesn't work out doesn't mean it was the wrong decision. I think in this case it was a situation where considering you know how well they both played in the time that they were the starting quarterback, there really wasn't a wrong decision
1: yeah, but my point uh, my point is if he's been healthy for a month, why was he not playing at all? And if he's, and if he's going and if you know he's going to be your starter, I don't know. Maybe he didn't know he's going to be a starter, but he said he was healthy for weeks, and so can that's. I just,
0: can I just add one other thing, though? Yeah. Can Can we stop with the "This is going to create a quarterback controversy in Boise next fall" conversation with who? With Bachmeyer and. I don't know Chase Cord. Chase Cord was they, garbage
1: we, this year. Come on, give me a break. He was terrible. I'm just
0: saying there were there were writers out there who were saying, "Oh, this is going to cause a quarterback controversy because Bachmeyer didn't play well in the bowl game." Well, yeah, Washington's got a really good defense. Yeah, like let's not draw too many conclusions from a one-game sample.
1: Had Jalen Henderson been returning, I I maybe give a little credence to that. Maybe, but I mean, not. if
0: if Bachmeyer had been wildly inconsistent all year long, then yeah, maybe. Yeah. But he was one of the best freshman quarterbacks in the com- in the conference that you know we've seen since. Burlipin? I don't know the last time <laughs> Boise State ran a freshman quarterback out there. It's yeah, that's a silly conversation to have. I don't want to. I don't want to have it.
1: No, we're not. And he, you're right. He played well. It wasn't. It wasn't like a New Mexico situation or, or even Hawaii where they have two good quarterbacks keep flipping around. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just go back to first off Harson being trying to be arrogant and being clearly out coached, not classed in this game by Miles. Like doing like the running game was garbage. It did nothing. They couldn't stop anything. It's a good Washington defense. It couldn't score, and it makes him look bad too. Like the reason it comes up to like the legitimate question about who should start when like you said when you bring Henderson, he scores on his first drive. Yes, they had the fourth down trick. Play, the uh, who was it? CT Thomas had the one play on mm-hmm. fourth down to get the first down. That's huge, but you also had is Henderson leading the way. And so I, I just don't, and then the Zach Hill thing about him leaving to be the OC. Where um, where'd he go? Um,
0: Zach Hill to Arizona State. Arizona
1: State. I'm trying to think where he was at, but it's like he, he got pissy about ask about play calling type stuff. When in the initial press release, when Zach Hill was promoted, he's the play caller, and so like I hate coaches. Like I get coaches who want to be secretive, but the season's over, and when he gets mad when he, when he clearly had his worst. This is probably his worst coaching game ever as a head coach going even Arkansas State he was great like as a head coach this this is his worst loss this is the Boise State's worst loss in the bowl game ever ever they've been a bowl game forever forever every year they don't lose bowl games or they don't lose this badly I mean the other thing and he needs to own up for it too it's like he needs to give better answers and well it's just my decision it's like take it on yourself but you can't just say you screwed up it's like come on
0: I mean focusing on one decision though kind of it masks the fact that this was more of a what could go wrong went wrong situation. You know, okay. we they had been one of the better third down teams in the, in the conference all season long. And then in this game, you know, when early on, when they were setting themselves up to, to move the chains, you know, they had a couple of early, you know, third and ones and they had no problem converting it. But if you look at the third down charts, you know, third and 12, third and 12, third and 11, third and 11. So they were putting themselves behind the eight ball a lot more than we've been accustomed to seeing. And, well, does it you know, go
1: back to the quarterback who hasn't played in six weeks, not being ready to play? I mean, I don't think so. Or a new not, offensive not coordinator entirely. calling plays? I don't think so. I, I, I think it does. If he hasn't played in six weeks, would you be prime conditioning for stepping away from something for so long? I
0: mean, I'm just saying that they were putting themselves in situations that they hadn't really done consistently, you know, throughout You're right. the season. It was just an, it was an off week, and I don't think you can pin it on any one thing. Like the defense didn't play particularly well either, other than Chase
1: Atata. Yeah, no, we can blame a lot on the defense. Ooh, by the way, we gotta points. we gotta write him in. You I did. I as you, okay. I did as I was going through, I'm scrolling through. I'm like, I was thinking like, can we not nominate a Boise State guy? But I guess he would be the one guy. But you're right, the running game played poorly. Defense, like I see Washington play a couple of times, like their offense isn't amazing. Like Jake Jake Easton's going to the NFL. He'll be an overrated draft pick by a quarterback. He played his yardage wise wasn't great he moved the ball reasonably well running game wasn't great like it was you're right like it was a couple couple of things about what boys like you said they're different third down but i i guess he'll contend go back to the uh, to the quarterback where he switched to a guy who hasn't played in six weeks i'm just yeah, saying I like you know, i said I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it i do
0: it was just a bad game all around that happens to the best of teams
1: yeah, but they never have these games. That's the problem, and and you can point to one reason why they had a bad game. I think mostly for a couple reasons, but it's just maybe it's me more being ups- like him denying or not talking about anything. Like I want to talk about, I want to talk about. Like, well, you lost in his worst game ever. You got to talk about it, coach. You can't just hide. Yeah, I
0: mean, I think that's just more symptomatic of trying to stick to coach speak than anything else. I don't necessarily think it portends any kind of doom for Boise State. No, going I don't either. Or anything like no, that.
1: I just think he needs to own up. He got a bad game, and he doesn't want to give. I don't know, protecting guys, we can move on. But it's just, I felt it was like I've been saying since the Mexico game if he's healthy, he should be playing. I don't care how well your starter is. Like, if if you contend, like, he's the best guy out there, not going to lose your job to injury, then why is he not playing when he's healthy? And be ready for games like this when this was your toughest game since, what, I don't know, BYU? And who'd end up being just okay? Like, you're, this is, Washington was their best opponent all year, and you're waiting to put your guy in who hasn't played in a month, and then you play him? I don't
0: know. Well, I mean, if he's your best guy, then why not?
1: Yeah, but he wasn't righty, apparently. I don't know. I mean,
0: we'll disagree to disagree, I guess. That's fine. We can do it. So, whatever.
1: See, if you, Matt, here's the thing. People think we all just love Boy State. That proves that that's not the case all the time. There you go. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's it, We know how it is. Christmas has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the bowl. Will the Ravens be able to get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? I bet you have a feeling. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Football not your thing? Well, don't worry about it. My Bookie's got it all from the NBA to the Premier League. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24 7 customer service team. You can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week, parlay those wagers, let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. My Bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to one thousand dollars. That means if you deposit two thousand dollars, you'll get an extra one thousand in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code Mountain West to activate that offer. Once again, that's promo code Mountain West to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, get paid. Let's go to the Christmas Eve game. It's back, uh, Matt. How much of this Christmas Eve game did you watch? Why versus BYU? I watched pretty much all of it how many more cameras could this game have used <laughs> <laughs> at least one if you're a BYU fan exactly I talk about that I'm like I guess maybe two of the field goal as well possibly this was a wild game where the first half was amazing second half oh boy do you have a tough time staying up in that second half Matt
0: defensive struggle yeah
1: I don't say good defense because it wasn't good defense. <laughs> you mean offensive struggle
0: I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Hawaii's defense had shown up down the stretch, you know, especially in that win against San Diego state, that was Mm -hmm. maybe their best performance of the year. And in the, in the second half, like they didn't necessarily get a lot of pressure on Zach Wilson, but that was when they created turnovers. You know, they created three of BYU's four turnovers in the second half. Mm -hmm. They improved the yards per play from seven to 5.5. And you know, that's a credit to them because, especially with the offense really struggling to move the ball in the second half at the same time, they needed that. You
1: no, know, they definitely did because the offense, BYU, figured out what Cole McDonald, because Hawaii couldn't run the ball, it saved the life in this game. They ended up with uh, one. That was surprising. i sorry, two total yards, not including sack carriages. Well, also, they also gave up. I think part of it was they did not that they gave up, but they realized early on Cole McDonald could just shred the secondary. And he did the with nearly 500 record, yards. Right? What was that? It was a Mountain West record for a pool game. Uh, uh, Four ninety three. I don't know. That I just believe that it was. Sounds about right. It'd be tough to beat that, right? Five hundred yards. Mm-hmm. And so, like he shredded. Like they didn't need to run, but the second half, they probably could have used a run, the, run, the running game, because they got the, like they they got the turnovers. They stopped BYU. Uh, they got the fumble. They, there's a missed field goal in each team. Like they made, this, they made itself like interception to end the game, which is a pretty big deal as well. So, yeah, it wasn't necessarily like the most ideal way to try and burn the clock because you know they no. had what
0: four straight, excuse me, no, actually five straight drives after halftime where they, three and out, <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't, yeah, it was three and yeah. out, but also they were like 30 seconds, you know, minute 42, minute 42. So it got a little dicey, especially since BYU was able to claw their way back into it in the mm-hmm. second half. But credit for them being able to put it together. Uh, with one last touchdown drive in
1: the fourth quarter. They did. They picked up Zach Wilson twice. Uh, the touch I'm referring to is where Zach Wilson dives over the top. Here's the thing. Without the extra – because all you need is a free – because it's like if you watch it, cheese the ball, they're shooting the ball up the center, like the camera mm-hmm. up the center. Of the guy, you can see – you can count the laces. You count the pores in the football at some point how close they're getting. And So had they had – the thing of that touchdown, had it – or non-touch – I guess fumble, what the official call was. Had it been a call to touchdown, whatever the call was, you couldn't reverse it because there's no way to tell what happened. Mm-hmm. Had it been a touchdown, it would say a touchdown. Had it been a like it was uh, no touchdown call, there was no way. But like, how do they not have that camera in this game? It's an old stadium. It's a pylon camera. I'm I'm just saying. I don't know. It's still so mine. Like if you're hey ESPN, if you want to be taken seriously for college football, <laughs> get a get a camera. For but
0: me. also BYU don't give the ball away four times if you want to win this game. There's that like, too don't, as well. Don't, I, don't yeah. miss a makeable field goal.
1: Yeah, which was they missed one or two.
0: They missed the one. The man. one that was pretty close. Too, everybody but, was everybody was screaming about that too. I was like, no, dude, you missed it.
1: It looked like he missed it, but it was close enough where it was uh it was close, but not as close. Not as close. like you could tell that was the miss, the touchdown. I could not tell either way. Like <clears> like I said, if the call would have been touchdown, i would have been fine with it. Not a touchdown, <clears> fine with it as well because there was no way to. It was too hard to tell because he was diving in the air with the ball. You couldn't see if it was on the white white line there. Mm-hmm. but Hawaii 10 and five only the third team ever in FBS to go 10 and five, which is hard to do. <laughs> That's a very Hawaii thing to do. Right? <laughs> yeah. They get the extra game at home or extra home, extra game. Cause they're in the Hawaii and then conference title game. So is Cole McDonald, our one guy. See, is, is he our quarterback number one or do we need he's to, he's got to s- be in the number. He's got to be number one. Let's be real. We haven't when talked about Levi Williams record, yet. You have
0: to be in the first team.
1: We have not talked about Levi Williams yet.
0: When you set a conference record, you got to be QB
1: one. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm probably leaning it that way. Um, okay. wide receiver, okay, also wide receiver-wise, it's funny how Hawaii has like a million receivers and when Cedric Bird doesn't play well because of his back injury. Now let's just go to JoJo Ward. Let's go to Jared Smart. Let's go to Jason Matthew Sharshan to have like – and then Nick Mardner. Who the heck is that guy? Two for 62, 31 touchdowns, a freshman. He's got next. You're right because they're losing a couple guys. So who's, your, who's our pick for this Hawaii team? It's Cole McDonald. Jojo mm-hmm. Ward, Jared Smart, right? Yeah. Okay. Oaks, oh, I didn't write Jojo Ward. Who else would be on there? Would you put the freshman on there? Uh, I would give him a look, but I think you'd also have to look at the defensive
0: side of the ball at someone like Corey Bentley. Okay. What did he end up doing? Ooh, two interceptions.
1: That's right. I was making and sure. A t- and a tackle for a loss. See, I was typing, didn't see, so I was wondering what it was. Two pick. Okay. So anybody else? Would you uh, put in uh, Kyrie Bethley possibly?
0: Well, that's what I said.
1: Oh. Oh, I thought you said something else completely. Never mind. I just mean, said Bentley,
0: and I was thinking Bethley.
1: Oh, maybe I just misheard. It is Bethley, so. Okay, him. I, Paul, I was looking at some Like I said, I was doing something else, and this game was like a month ago, it seems like. So, anybody else or just those two guys?
0: Uh, that's or all I could think of right now, yeah. four guys.
1: Let's well, just say no running back ever. <laughs> how do they rush that bad? Like, how is that possible?
0: BYU stood him up.
1: Okay, so you're giving BYU defense credit there? I see. Yeah,
0: a little bit of credit. No, it's fine. <laughs> they did. I mean, when you force a team to be one-dimensional like that, yeah, you have to give defense
1: credit. Sure. That's a guy to stop a guy passing the ball. but that's a... Also, um, only one pass attempt by Shavon Cordero, which makes sense, right?
0: It didn't make sense that they brought him in. That's and my I'm point. glad they didn't keep him in there.
1: It <laughs> makes sense he had one pass. Like In general, that he had one pass makes sense, but that he got in this game does not make sense.
0: If we're looking for running backs for the All-Comp the All-Bowl team, though, we can go to the next game.
1: All right. Ooh, I saw you tweeting on this game. Air Force 31, Washington State 21. Kane and
0: Doesn't... Turned out almost exactly like, like I expected it to.
1: How would you like that first drive I told you about when you finally tuned into the game?
0: That was a very Air Force drive, and I respected the hell out of it.
1: Defense. I I'm surprised. I wish Mike I wish they would have stopped at Washington State again because how great it would have been have they had to back to back defensive stands inside the five yard line and then run run them down for touchdowns. Like two drives over 90 plus yards. We we're that close. Yeah, they twenty plays, ninety-eight yards, It went over spanned two quarters, twelve twenty three.
0: And the crazy thing is, like Donald Hammond had an off
1: night. Yeah. His, His passing four, was four, awful. 12,
0: too. One interception, thirty yards. But, you know, he was this close to hitting at least two or three different deep shots. And, yeah. you know, it could have changed the dynamic of the game you know, heavily in Air Force's favor if they had been able to connect on those passes like they had been most of the year. But it's a credit to the strength of what this team does, that they were able to exploit something that Washington State didn't do very well, which was defend the run.
1: And it's interesting, too. Not interesting, but I guess the—we know Washington State's 0-4, Mike Leach throwing the ball— but like the Air Force defense made plays they needed to, mm-hmm. like that first drive, they had the stop there to get them to uh, the ninety what ninety yard drive. They no interceptions, but like the running game, not that you expect Washington State to run the ball all that well. But if they kind of pulled a Hawaii with only fifteen total rushing yards and they only ran it eight times, mm-hmm. and like part of it too is the time possession where it was what forty seven I think it was forty three to seventeen. But they also Washington State three of nine on third down. They Washington State went for it five times on fourth down, and only got it twice, and so they made stops. And and that's another
0: one of those things that makes all the difference.
1: Yeah, like turn it almost was almost missed one more because they went they scored their wasn't the Washington State second touchdown on fourth down, I believe. Yeah, yeah, fourth and goal at the two, exact same scenario. They could have had another ch- chance, and they fumbled the ball. They mm-hmm. forced a fumble there, and Washington State – or Air Force didn't get Washington State, but they were doing. Everything they could do, like turnover and downs multiple times. Like they were at the end of the game, whatever. They're down 10, not a matter. But they had technically three turnover on downs, which is technically a turnover. Really two if you don't count the first one. And they that was the difference in the game. The defense stopped Washington State despite them having for a uh, 350 ones probably just average for them, I guess, <laughs> Anthony Gordon.
0: Well, and that was another one of those things where they had to do a lot of late rallying just to get there. In the, mm-hmm. You know, in the in the first half of the game, they only had 150 yards. Yeah, it was all second half passing. And they did most of the damage, especially in the
1: – Especially in the, oh, I think it was what? The third quarter, fourth quarter? I forget which. They did well. They moved They moved the ball. It, it was close to the end because Air Force only won, only won by 10. Yeah, it was kind of the inverse of Hawaii and BYU. <laughs> yeah, you had that second, qu- second and third quarter had quite a bit. But also, again, defense, only seven points in the second half for, for Air Force allowed. Mm-hmm. And I thought it could be scary because Washington State got the ball back quickly, or not quickly, but they scored quickly at the end, of the end of the first half. And then they almost scored again after Air Force for interception. Like, they were moving the ball downfield. And they got the the pick there. But it's a, it's a good win. Air Force, 11-2. I was yeah. correct on Air Force. Can I brag about that next time we do our predictions? You can
0: tie yourself on the back all the like, yeah.
1: Also, four teams with 10 or more wins, Matt. It's pretty good. I think that's a record. Wouldn't it be?
0: No, because there were four teams in the Mountain Division like two or three years ago. Oh,
1: okay. I thought four. Or tied a record, I'd say. Okay. Um, so who do we put on this list? Uh, Caden Remsburg, right? Definitely. Tavin Burdo, right? Mm-hmm. Touchdown 108. Uh, we should mention Remsburg, 26 for 178 and a touchdown. Uh, season
0: high in carries for any running back from Air
1: Force. Oh, season high. It's also, you mentioned, too, Like he's a guy who probably is good as any running back in the conference, but doesn't get enough carries every game. Yeah. Uh, no Donald Hammond, obviously, even though he did run the ball pretty well. Anybody on defense want to nominate here?
0: I mean, you could give credit to someone like Moses Fafita if you're looking for someone on the defensive line who had a sack or Grant Donaldson who had the team's other sack.
1: Okay. We will include them on the list there. So we'll see how it goes. Let me add those two guys real quick. So what's next game? We go to Wyoming. Is that what we got next? That is correct. The Arizona Bowl, 38-17 over Georgia State. So how weird was if you listen to my pod the podcast I did myself? I was stumbling all over my feet over the Wyoming quarterback situation because it wasn't clear. Um, did you know they're still considering playing Vanderwall despite him being a transfer portal? Like legit starter possibly for the game. I mean, I don't see why not. Like I said, if you're looking for the best guy, no, I mean, but like, why would he be on the team if he said I'm going in? I'm going to transfer.
0: I mean, people transfer and then renege on it, don't they? Well,
1: he didn't renege though. That was the thing. He was. He never said he's coming back.
0: Then I don't know. <laughs>
1: that was the weird thing. I'm looking at them like wait this is this wait, I'm like, is this an old article going through? I'm like I'm like, if he's already saying he's going to transfer, why would you even let him practice with the team? I don't know. I guess you're right if you want him back, but Wow I mean, welcome to the passing game, welcome to the uh nineteen nineties, whatever who I could pass the ball, two thousands. <laughs> maybe it's still not the most efficient
0: performance, only eleven of twenty six, two hundred and thirty four yards, three touchdowns, but you know, he made good
1: pros. Like he made good decisions in that game. On eleven of those completions, he did. Made him count. He did. No, like I, I, I was looking at the stats. Like I mentioned, maybe Levi Williams for best QB. I thought he had more rushing yards to challenge McDonald, but no, not a chance. However, mm. we'll talk about it next week. But quarterback, uh, you don't want to talk about quarterback controversy, quarterback competition. This has to be one, right? Oh yeah, because I love Sean Chamber. Like I, I've Sean. No, I shouldn't say I love him. He's grown on me because he got wins, which really mm. matter. Um. If you can throw the ball this well, or at least for this touchdown, like production wise, eleven twenty six, work on. Xavier Valade can run for two hundred yards. This team, they don't lose, they lose a decent amount of defense. Like Logan Wilson's gone, a few other guys are gone as well. Mm-hmm. This could be my number one team going into the next season.
0: I mean, I think you kind of have to give them the benefit of the doubt, even though they're. It's kind of like San Diego State that we talk about. You know, they lose guys, but then they just have more guys.
1: Yeah, and they only lose, I think I was looking at, like maybe only half the guys. Mm-hmm. Like there are great guys they losing. Like I mentioned, Logan Wilson won at the top. But they, you're right, they replace guys. They It, it goes back to those years. Like the year before Wilson came, like their defense was awful. Year two, they finally got better, keep getting better and better. And now it's like, okay, they, they, we know what they're getting. It's going to be, may not be as good as this year, but still going to be well above average and probably top three in the conference. Exactly. So this one, like, this, playing, this game was not even close. Like, Georgia State, come on. They're not very good. Sorry, Georgia State fans if you're listening, Panthers. Quarterback Dan Ellington was the big concern. He's been hurt, but he still – I guess he had the – or that was a running back. What was it a running back of the ACL, Trey Barnett, that came back out of nowhere yeah. when he chatted with um, the guy who discussed the game with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I apologize your name, but you – Scott you for, Watkins. There you go. Thank you, Watkins, for, 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 for providing that information. He didn't, he running back Trey Barnett played okay. The Dan Ellington did fine, but this was just where they couldn't move the ball against his great defense for, for Wyoming. I mean. So it's val who would be your MVP. For, well, I guess i will wait to the end. Can we, it, it, I, I gotta make a, a thing here, Matt. Uh, if we go MVP offense for bowl game, is it between Cole McDonald and Xavier Valade?
0: They've both got very strong cases. You know, it's one thing to throw for nearly 500 yards, but it's another thing entirely to have almost 300 yards of total offense.
1: Yeah, running and and receiving. And a couple couple touchdowns to boot. Yeah, he ended up with, what, three touchdowns? Is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah. no, two touchdowns. Oh, sorry, my page kind of got walking on me. But I don't know. Who else would we put on this this game here? Because this is a blowout game. It was a nice win for a while. I mean, obviously we got uh, Valaday's going to be our running back for sure. I don't think I can any way we could say he wouldn't be on the list, right? Uh, Definitely. Who else would you consider on defense this game?
0: Ooh, that's tough. I mean, because it wasn't like any a lot of people stood out on the stat sheet. They only had three tackles for loss. Yeah. Um, you could maybe pencil in Elijah Halliburton. Yeah,
1: eleven tackles, who had the lone interception, and, and a team high eleven tackles. Yeah, it's kind of like the almost like the Aztec game. A ton of guys did a little bit.
0: Yeah, it was like a very workman like performance because it wasn't like they forced a lot of turnovers or anything like that. But then you you just look down the stat sheet. Georgia State was only three of thirteen on, on third downs, for instance. It's not bad. Yeah, and by the time they were really able to move the ball, it was already too late.
1: All right, I'm already seeing now our defensive back position is pretty deep, so we'll have to make some cuts here. <laughs> that does not surprise me. It does not. Uh, all right, what's the next game here? Let's move on to the next one.
0: That would be the last one, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, the <sighs> Nevada What-Are-You-Doing Bowl.
1: Fire Jay Norvell, people are saying. Fire the whole staff. Fire them all. No. Let's, no. Let's tap, let's tap the brakes a little bit. You're right. Um Carson Strong, start with him. Second most passing yards, four hundred two, in conference play for the uh, bull game season. Three, Thirty-one to forty-nine TD. Um, I believe if my math is right, my recap, he had like one oh well over one hundred and fifty yards in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first, of all, why why on a freaking trick trick play inside your ten yard line in the red zone. <laughs> I have no it idea. It was like an end around that got tipped. Like it was going to be end around pass back or something that got tipped. And then that took him out of uh, position. That's by nine. Like they had to come back too. They were down twenty to nine to half. The third quarter wasn't much better. Fourth quarter when it all came through. The touchdowns had a blocked extra point. Then they had to go for two. But like at the end of the game, like they had the uh, the fumble. They get the ball back quickly. Okay, we got this. So I'm gonna ask you, this, Matt, because we just, we debate this all the time. So it's fourth and ended being fourth and goal at the Ohio nine with one forty seven left in the game. What do you do?
0: You. You go for the touchdown.
1: Uh, fourth at at, Iowa, at fourth and nine you would? It's a
0: lot easier to, to to score a touchdown and then kick a field goal mm-hmm. than it is to kick a field goal and then score a touchdown.
1: A lot of people didn't don't agree with you on that.
0: Yeah, I mean no guts, no glory. Know. You know what I mean?
1: I get the point because you had Brandon Tallin kick a fifty one yarder earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. And you know, like if you get the touchdown here. Your field position is pretty close. You only need a handful of yards to be in his range. Like probably fifty-three and under would be acceptable to try. So I get the point there, but it's also fourth and nine. Mm -hmm. It's like you take to gimme points, but on but clearly onside kicks not gimme either. That's kind of the thing you do, and you'll need at least what kick the field goal or kick the extra kick the field goal get the ball back. You're gonna need at least fifty yards and what one one forty. Yeah, but the way he's been throwing the ball, maybe. See, here's here's the thing, and I think this kind of
0: speaks to something that really tells the story of Nevada's entire season. <laughs> and this was it. something that I wrote about in my winners and losers column, so you can go read about it if you like. But you know, overall, in the red zone this year, Nevada was in the middle of the pack in the Mountain West as far as being able to turn red zone opportunities into points. One of the problems with this year's teams was that their touchdown percentage in the red zone was one of the worst in the country they only scored a touchdown roughly 45% of the time, which I think was like a bottom 10 figure. It's not good. So when you, when you look at you know the, the fact that they played so many close games, I feel like that plays a factor in it. And related to that is the fact that Carson Strong in particular might have been, at least for this year, mm-hmm. probably the worst quarterback in the conference when it came to throwing in the red zone. So it's not necessarily an indictment that they need to you know move on from him or anything like
1: that. But that's just definitely like four hundred yards, where... you're not moving on from him, are you?
0: No, I'm just saying like <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I'm assuming they're probably gonna spend a lot of time working on that out in the spring ball and in the fall. Because, you know, on the season, I'm trying to look up his, his passer rating in the red zone was was ninety three. He completed forty forty percent of his passes. Hmm. And they threw the ball 53 times, so it wasn't like they weren't giving him opportunities to do it. It's just one of those things where when you compare him to some of the other quarterbacks in the conference, for instance, like Josh Love uh, had a passer rating of 142. Cole McDonald had a red zone passer rating of 211. That's just one of those things that it's kind of like a glaring weakness that I'm assuming the coaching staff is going to correct going into the offseason. And I don't necessarily think that, you know, it's... Again, I don't necessarily think it's something that's going to linger. If anything, it'll regress to the mean, and that's something that Nevada fans can look forward to yeah. improving at least a little bit next year. Because you know their touchdown percentage wasn't great in 2018 either, um, but it just kind of bottomed out, and you can kind of expect a little bit of a bounce back as the offense grows together. Because, again, they've got Strong coming back. They've got Romeo Dobbs and Elijah Cooks coming back, I think. They've got T- Tawa coming back. This is a team that can grow together, and maybe it was a frustrating loss. Maybe they got a little bit too cute down the stretch. you
1: tell telling me, yeah, they did.
0: <laughs> but there's a lot to look forward to, I think, in
1: Reno. You know what we can start looking forward to? What regression to me would get freaking Tawa Tua, to do, Tua to do something special. Jeez. This year was a massive disappointment for him. Massive. They
0: didn't necessarily give him as many touches as I would have expected in this game.
1: No, but also his production, like, just average, like, throughout the season, like... He had, he had overall, he had 20 more carries. Here's where weird thing. Tim. I'm looking at the stat line really quick. I'm assuming you would agree he had, like, without top of the head, do you think he had more or, few, more or less yards last year than this year?
0: I think he had, like, slightly fewer,
1: if I'm not mistaken. It is wild. I'm Like, I'd say how bad he did. Like, his numbers were nearly identical to the year before. He had 70 or 60, 60 68 fewer, or what am I math here? 60-something fewer yards, 65 fewer yards. Exact same touchdowns, eight more receptions this year, but had fewer reception yards and one he had one fewer TD. So his numbers are almost identical. Like even his yards per play were actually up by point. Or excuse me, that's the only big thing. They're down by almost a yard. Mm-hmm. So like, was he really that bad, or we just expect him to improve after year one to year two?
0: Well, I mean, I think that we, we've talked about this with other teams like Hawaii that lean heavily on the passing game. Like you still need. Uh... Complementary running attack. Yeah. So I think you look at what the Warriors were able to do this year is kind of the template for what you can, what you should expect uh, as a Nevada fan. And some of that I think comes back to you know offensive line issues throughout the year. Obviously, losing Jake Nelson in the season didn't help, and they had a little bit of turnover. They they kind of struggled running the ball in general. Like it wasn't just Towata's fault. Yeah. So. I think that, again, that's something that wouldn't, I think they have everybody but Nelson coming back next year. I don't have the depth chart in front of me, but that's definitely something else where you know you take stock of where everybody ended the year um, on a per-play basis, and this, this isn't adjusting for sacks or anything like that, but Nevada finished dead last on a per-carry basis running the football.
1: That's not good.
0: And that's something that you're going <laughs> to have to
1: work on in the off season. yeah. Alright, so we're picking a couple guys here. It would be Elijah Cooks, Mm-hmm. Would you put Melkwin Stovall in the mix? I would consider it, yeah. If we go too deep, he'd be on the list probably.
0: I would think I would put, if we're looking for a specialist, I think I'd put Brandon Talton in the mix.
1: No, I just, oh, special. Okay, yeah. He made that 50, was it 51 yarder? Mm-hmm. He was three for three, so yeah, there's that.
0: Sam Hammond had a pretty good game, recovered he, two fumbles. Oh, and it, two fumbles. Had
1: one and a half tackles for loss. I didn't see the two fumbles. Maybe Don Peterson? Yeah. Okay. If we do two, if we do – I got a big a good list here, but we'll kind of continue going on because there's – looking right now, i got to go scour for some linebackers, Matt. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have quarterback, solidified. Running back, solidified, I'm going to say. Um, wide receiver, sort of, but there's a lot. De- defensive front is pretty good. DB, oh, boy, I had some trouble there just because too many. Um, who would we pick? If we go for an offensive line, if we had to pick one, what would it be? Or two, I guess. Would it be – for me, it would be San Diego State and Wyoming – I mean, I think you'd also have to maybe put. Uh, Did Hawaii allow any sacks in their game?
0: Hawaii allowed five sacks. Okay, I, I know we got hit. It's
1: kind of, of uncharacteristic of them. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh,
0: so I think if we're, if we're going shorthand, I think yeah, I think you're probably right. You go with San Diego State and Wyoming. Okay,
1: I'll put. Those also three. Air Force. Okay, I'll put. I'll put those three in there. will I'll go through and we'll whittle down the list here. All right, so we're done with the bowl season. So the season is. Uh, oh boy, it's over, Matt. But not for us. Only what,
0: what is it, 234 days at this point?
1: And the people who say, look at basketball, fine, we'll look at basketball, but it's not the same.
0: <laughs> but luckily, with college football, there really is
1: no offseason. That's true. We got plenty of stuff coming to the pipeline where we're going to talk about, right about, do. Um, so let's get to. Uh, should we talk about Rocky Long? Let's do it. On a scale of like one to whatever, the highest number you want, or freaked out Aztec fans, how freaked out were you see, to see Yahoo say, Rocky Long shopped himself as a defensive coordinator. And not only defensive coordinator, out in Syracuse.
0: I I mean, it it is kind of surprising because you you kind of expected that someone like Rocky Long would just kind of ride into the sunset with the Aztecs when he was ready to retire.
1: Yeah, but why would he do this, though? That's my point. See, that's a tougher question to answer. Because he's going to be 70 years old in a couple weeks he, he, the report officially says from Yahoo, which I trust those guys. Like people say it's not true. I'm like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, basically saying, like I say, shopping himself to BDC and at Syracuse, which he has no ties to Dino Babers out there. So it's like, okay, he's 70 years old. He doesn't want to do as much, but he likes to coach. He's like the guy who coached until he dies, essentially, what it seems like. Once mm-hmm. he retires, he'll be a, a guy who in six months will pass away just because nothing to do and he's older and he's not doing football. But if he, he probably thinks if he keeps coaching, he'll live forever. I don't know. But the, like, does this this never happens? The team's good too. Why not step down and be the DC or just retire? If this is the case at San Diego yeah, State I mean League? it's
0: it's not like a, a New Mexico situation where I don't think it's he's taking this program as far as it can go. Because I mean, they're, they're what they're building a new stadium,
1: yeah, and they've they're, won. <laughs> they're ripping off ten wins a year. He's their most count. successful coach ever, right? That's not too hard to argue. Uh, right behind Don Coryell. Oh, okay. I apologize, Coryell, the late Coryell, who brought in the passing game, which is amazing NFL and college. But recently, when they were so bad, he brought them up to be really, really good.
0: I mean, I think it's maybe just about the challenge. If anything, why? What? Why? I mean, they, I'll, t- I'll answer your question with a question. Why not? Why if not go to Syracuse like, or you why you not be DC like... somewhere else? Like if you feel like you've accomplished all that you can, which I think is slightly different than which saying is false. I've done all I can. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. If you feel like you've gone – not necessarily gone as far as you can go, but that you know, you're know you ready for a different kind of challenge, then why not?
1: I get it, but Syracuse is my sticking point right now. That's a school that's out there. Why? Well, okay, Syracuse? so
0: here's, here's the thing about Syracuse. I know what you're going to say. I think a lot of teams be... like that, and I'll Absolutely. say what I said on Twitter. Do it. Everybody knows that Clemson is kind of the big bad in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Nobody has any idea who the actual second best team in the ACC is. It's not Virginia, right? <laughs> can, we, can we put that to bed? I think, sure, um, I'll allow it. <laughs> so with a team like Syracuse, who by the way, they were a top 25 program just last year.
1: And right- nearly beat Syracuse last year.
0: The right hire can put you in a position to topple that big bad. And I think if you can do that, whether you're a Syracuse, whether you're, you know, some other team hovering around that second tier of, you know, kind of power five programs, you know, Rocky Long could be that right higher. You know, we know that the three, three, five works and you know, the three, three, five with, you know, maybe better athletes. Could be the kind of thing that topples a team like Clemson, and okay. if that happens in any given year, the sky's the limit for a program like that. And so, I'm not necessarily saying that it's the move that I would make, but I think that's the logic behind at least considering it. Is if you if you think you can take on that kind of challenge, that kind of challenge, and succeed, that's why you do
1: it. Who would you pick in a game right now, Aztecs or Syracuse to win?
0: I mean, right now, I pick it. I'd probably pick. Uh, San Diego State. Then
1: what's he doing to looking at Syracuse?
0: I mean, it's not like Syracuse doesn't have talent, though. Again, Dino Babers is the kind of guy who, you know, yes, they had an off year this year, but again, they won ten games last year. They've recruited relatively well relative to the rest of the ACC. He's a guy that has built programs to last in the past at both Eastern and Illinois and Bowling Green. So there's nothing in the ACC that says that he can't do the same thing.
1: Okay, I, I'm not saying he can't be good, do a good his job, but okay, we let's move on to the, to more practical question. Is this true? Do you believe this? Mm, I don't know if I necessarily buy it. You know why? I here's the thing. I I I sort of do. Did you read his comments when he told the, to the San Diego Union Tribune? As of right now, I'm still the head coach of the
0: San Diego State Aztecs.
1: There's that, but did you also read the whole article? Did you go through it all? I went through, yeah, I did a little bit. It's kind of the blurb. I I pulled out like a chunk of it. If okay, first off, the i um, right now. I'm the coach. I'm like, okay, there's that's kind of like, okay, why are you say why are you qualifying that? And if it's like, well, like it's always a need. To, it's day to day. Like it's not day to day. You're there until you want to be there, and that's basically been said. Um, how come it took like every time the reporter asked a question, he's like, well, I didn't read Twitter. So I had you read Twitter. Would you say it's true or not? Uh, like if I didn't read I'm not commenting so how had you read it would you comment it's like it's the ultimate it's like back to Brian Harson garbage about not answering anything if he's committed to San Diego State he's like yeah I'm the coach of San Diego State and then the argument people are saying like maybe this is completely true like oh I'm out there talking with Dino you know, Babers or whoever to learn about my defense that happens a lot but you know that happens in that during spring football when those teams are practicing usually I
0: mean I think that happens all the time especially it, when your season is over their season is over
1: it does but usually it's when the other teams on like Coaches will go, oh, I'll take my staff to school A, school B, school C when my school is not doing it during spring football, but you, you guys are to actually show you stuff. Now I'm I not mean, saying this can't happen here, but that's more common when that happens. It's usually not this secretive where they go during Christmas break when nobody's on campus anyways. It's like the perfect time to do this stuff if you're sneakily looking around for a job.
0: I mean, Rocky Long is also kind of his own man too, You know, considering his comments about BYU, what was it, about a month ago now? yeah about why is the Mountain West still scheduling? (laughs)
1: Well, he's also one of the few guys that's been around this whole time since BYU left and been around BYU forever.
0: But, you know, I think the question is, you know, if you're seeing Diego State and he's thinking about doing it or he's thinking about making a move, like how do you incentivize him to stay? Because if I remember correctly, his contract is supposed to last for another three years, if
1: I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. I've looked into that, but...
0: I'm just not sure what you do. Like, I mean, I don't. I don't know if more money is the answer. If what he's looking for is more of like an
1: intangible kind of thing. Like, is there also could there be something we don't know about San Diego State that's going on? I don't think so. Not the new stadium. Nope. They have to play the parking lot next year or something. No. <laughs> so then, why? Okay, would I like people always like. For some reason, well, I don't know why, but like at the moment, like I don't trust any reporters or anything. It's like, well, first off, good over yourself. These guys aren't making stuff up just because. And like Pete Dammel's been around for a while. He was at the New York Times years ago. So it's not like he's not too far connected. Like he knows his stuff and knows people, clearly. He's the only one who's saying it, so I maybe mean, there's something to be with that when he's like the only guy out there. But I kind of believe there's at least some truth to this. Mm-hmm. Right? There has to be. Yeah, I don't think it would come out if there wasn't at least a kernel of truth behind it. It's like, well, also, why? What's the point of making something up for attention? Like, there's no, there's no reason for that to just to, uh, to do that. Like, if he takes a job, that's another story. But it's just, uh, this is wild. So, dude, what do you think is going to happen? Who's going to be? Is Rocky Long going to be on the sideline week one, San Diego State football next year? I mean, if I had to put money on it, I think I would say that.
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: that's a good point. That's. Uh... It has to be. Like, I don't see any reason why not. Like, the reason I'm I'm putting a lot of truth into this is the way he answers the question because there's always the workaround question. Like, well, I, during coaching season, well, I didn't speak to anybody. Well, my agent spoke to the guy. I'm not telling you that because Mm -hmm. technically I didn't speak to him. It was my representation. I I have no idea who he's talking to. I don't, who is this guy? I don't know. But him taking four questions to get a semi answer about, no, I'm good at San Diego State. We're going to be coaching, have a coaching meeting next week. It's, I'm going to say, I'd, probably, I'd put good money, but I'd say 85% that he'll be back. Like, there's a slither. It's like, not the typical, well, he may never be back because that could happen to any coach. But if he wants to be there, he'll be there. And it seems like he doesn't really want to be there at the moment. Or there's something pulling him away, like you said. It may not be, not, not that Aztecs can't get much better, because I still think they can. But why not? Like he's older. He maybe doesn't want the stressful of everyday job. Because if you guys, I read the guys over our good buddy John Casillo used to write for us. He just did for a new, news magician. Syracuse were a DM in yesterday. Syracuse fans know nothing about him. They're like, why are they bringing this seven year old coach out? Who's never been out west? Is he going to recruit? Well, it's like no. You bring him in to coach the defense to fix it. He's going to yeah. like zero, he's going to do zero recruiting, right?
0: <laughs> you bring him in because he has a suffocating defense. That's yeah, exactly. That's,
1: why that's the you point. Do it. and, and it's funny read the comments. I was chatting with him. He's like. It's a fan base like I know some are like this like we like college football more than just our team we appreciate more of it. What I've noticed at Syracuse like they're only like I've asked them about this like did they talk about McNabb like yeah it's like it's two days ago. I don't get people which if you do this, fine. I'm just saying for me personally I couldn't do it where even if my team was great I would only watch that team and nothing else. You need to appreciate more college football than just your one team. Mm-hmm. He's saying Syracuse fans are only interest, interested in Syracuse football, tailgating, watching Syracuse football, nothing else. That's all they care about. I couldn't do that. Even if my team was as well as it did this year in Utah or any other year, they've been great. I would still want to appreciate other things going on. And so that they have literally no clue to a guy who had four ten win seasons in five years. Pretty clueless. Cool well, to, year. to be
0: fair, you know, San Diego State does play on CBS Sports Network, typically after their bedtime.
1: I, I get it, but <laughs> they've been ranked also multiple times as well. I don't know. I'm just it, – It's just saying. like I get it if you don't know how – what, if you don't know specifics, which I'm, I understand. But if you don't realize like like just a curiosity look, like how has this guy done? Like, oh, he's won 40-something games. He's won a conference title. He's been blowing out te- – like you could do a, a quick Google search. Just go to his Wikipedia page and say, oh, maybe this guy does know so he knows what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But I think he'll be back. Um, what, okay. Also – no, I'm not gonna that way to discuss it on Twitter. I'm like, why make he's making a reverse old man move to warm to cold weather as well if that happens. Would there be like if you were to take a job, like a DC job, that's in the area, like what would what what do you think would lure him away? Because to me, Syracuse, besides the challenge of maybe beating um Clemson, like what team out west would be like a challenge?
0: Well, according to the report from the Union Tribune, they also mentioned the fact that USC and uh Washington State are also looking for defensive coordinators.
1: He has familiarity with Mike Leach. He was at UCLA years ago. Mm. Or, I mean, sorry, that's USC. Sorry. Um, would you go to US USC? Like, okay. Rocky Long and Mike Leach on the same staff. Could Washington State win the national title with that offense and Rocky Long's defense?
0: They won, what was it, 10 games a couple of years ago with Alex Grinch before he moved to Oklahoma?
1: Yeah. Just Maybe. Saying. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. If if you wanted to okay, if you wanted the challenge go to Washington State and try to win some games defensively, then I'm likely listen to you, right? I mean, I don't know if there's an answer to that question because ultimately
0: the the question that you have to resolve is like what would he want to accomplish by leaving San Diego State? Is it trying to win a national
1: championship? Then you go to USC, even though that's not going to happen anytime soon.
0: I mean, if you go to USC, you're putting yourself right there in that conversation, though. Well, yeah. He'd be a huge improvement on Clancy
1: Pendergast. Yeah, but going to next year, USC is not going to be the favorite to win the Pac-12 South with or without Rocky Long. You don't think so? It's going to be Utah again. I'm pretty ninety percent sure.
0: I think if you, I think if Rocky Long went to USC, you'd have to have a conversation about that. No, you I'm would.
1: No, no, it'd be closer. I agree because but... it'd
0: be it would be exactly like the Graham Harrell hire. Yeah, just just a shot
1: in the arm. I don't know, this is just a wild situation here, but I. You're right. I think like going like he's been west forever. It's like if you if he wants a challenge to win, like go to those couple of jobs. Like you mentioned, go to USC, go to Washington State. Like there's not going to be a team that's going fi- to like one, one more question before we it up. Will there be a team that's top twenty ish team that would fire their DC to get Rocky Long to take over?
0: At this point, it's hard to say. That's
1: what I mean. Like at the, also this juncture as well.
0: Well, I'm, <laughs> here's another thing: yeah. Baylor's looking for a new coach now.
1: Does he, does what, but he's also DC. I'm doing. just saying. I know, I know, I hear you. There's a lot to go around, but we'll keep. Well, I definitely, this is the outside of a, a realignment type deal. This is like the biggest story in a while. That's just how crazy it is, right?
0: I mean, it's definitely a surprise, but it's it's hard to make too much of it because nothing has actually happened.
1: That's what makes it fun, too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I think we're done here. We got an obligatory one hour for the show. And I get other stuff going on this afternoon, this evening. So thanks for listening. Check us out, MWR.com. Podcast, subscribe. We're still over at Anchor, hanging out. New Anchor link, I'll say. Because Matt, remember, 18 months, you're still new, apparently. Mm -hmm. But uh, iTunes, uh, wherever you get your podcast, we're there. Go search Mountain West Wire. And our goal, Matt, is what? To go pretty much once a week, if possible? Uh, Yeah. Okay. I like your hesitation there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We'll make it work. We'll be back on a consistent basis. We'll, we'll let you know like what day we're doing this on a Monday or Tuesday. Actually, excuse me, just to kind of get stuff done, wrap up the bowl season. We'll be back. I think Matt, our plan to be Sunday nights possibly when you can get the show. It depends if we record Sunday night or not. You'll never know, but we'll be back probably about once a week and just keep keep it tuned here. We got some coaching stuff going on. We got some season recaps, and we'll keep everything going. And we'll see you next time, everybody.